This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, you've reached Tanner. Uh, leave a message at the beep and I'll... Mom! I'm on the phone! Hey, Tanner. Uh, I know I called you last week, but um, I guess for these weekly calls, um, I, I couldn't wait for yours and I wanted to talk to you because uh, some of the guys at school uh, found out um, that uh, you apparently uh, traded a rare Millennium Furby for a Goblin Hero Magic the Gathering card, which is like not rare and it's just in the new deck, but you thought it was rare. And so like everyone's talking about it. Um, and I just wanted to tell you now that your social life is is dead. <laughs> um, oh, and Sonny Winslow's mom is dead, too. Uh, call me back. You say I'm never here when you call me You say I'm not home all the time and I wish that I could have answered And I know that it seems so mean But I hope that you'll be leaving A little message on my machine Cause I missed you Yeah, I missed you uh, But I'll call you back as soon as I get your message Jack, um, I got your answering machine message. Um, well, this, I don't, I don't know what to say. This is devastating. I just can't imagine how it feels to take advantage of someone like that because I was told that Goblin Hero was rare and, and worth quite a bit of money and um, was actually a great card, and I do play Mountain Deck, so I thought it would uh, synergize well, well with the rest of my deck. But I've played it a few times now, and it's not even—it's not even a great card. So it's if it doesn't have any value and it's not great in play, I don't—I feel like I was really taken advantage of. And that Millennium Furby was a, a gift from my from. Um, Elizabeth Winslow, and I don't think I may. I guess I can call her and ask her for another one. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't get to the end of your message. I was so, I was so worked up about the Goblin Hero thing that I I turned off the your message, so I didn't get to the end of it. I don't know if you had more to say, but I'm gonna give Elizabeth Winslow a call and see if she has any more Millennium Furbies. Um, okay, I guess thanks for the heads up. Bye. Sure.
To our show, hey. I'm Jack Shepard. Your well, you can say your name, Tanner. Tanner Green Ring, and uh, we are the Babysitters Club Club, but we read the California Diaries, mm. and we're tearing through them. This is the second book three we finished. This is the in second book three. As many weeks, it feels in some ways like the apex of the cycle. We're like the apex twins. <laughs> we're like the apex twins and that is indeed what that band is called and you have got it exactly right which is perfect <laughs> um and we read sunny book three didn't we this week what a fun one this one was <laughs> what a fun book we read this week huh and i just love to read fun books yeah and i love having to explain to my wife why i am <laughs> pacing around the room reading a book on my iphone and my face is wet with tears yeah so can i tell you what my day was today yes you and i recorded i got up i looked after my child then you and i recorded a uh little sister little episode for our which is my fault smash patreon record this podcast on thursday evenings but i had to work into the evening on thursday so we pushed it to saturday a little double record we recorded a little sister little episode on Saturday, as is our want. And then uh, just as I was getting out of the little sister, uh, Sarah yelled for me. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> and came annoyed. out. And Cyril, who was supposed to be in his nap, was standing right outside of the recording studio. And he looks at me and he goes, fun surprise. Yeah, fun surprise. And he was smiling. And he goes, I hurt my foot. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then he goes, he does this like fake cry where he goes, wah, 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 like an actual fake cry. And he's like smiling and he's like, I hurt my foot. And I was like, did Cyril hurt his foot? And then I like peeked around the corner and Sarah was like standing on one leg. And she was like, no, I hurt my foot. <laughs> and Cyril had just been like fucking mocking her. And what had happened yeah, was that's it, cool as hell. instead of doing nap time, Cyril pooped his pants. Yes, perfect. And screamed for Mama. And while she was running to deal with it, she slipped on one of his Legos and that twisted her ankle. Okay. And did she go to the hospital? That's a bad time to go to the hospital. I was like, let's not. But instead, what we can do is uh, we'll put on Robin Hood, which Cyril likes to watch. And yeah. I will sit in the other room and read Sunny Book Three and fucking weep for two straight hours. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like it was a perfect afternoon. <laughs> it was a perfect afternoon. <laughs> like I swear to God, like I kept occasionally Sarah would be like, "Hey, can you like get me an ice pack?" And I would come out just like tears streaming down my cheeks. I like kind of had lost all sense of reality because it was like Sarah was having a crisis, and I felt like I was having a crisis just like from the trauma of reading this book. I, like it was a fucking brutal book. Yeah. And, like I, I have read a lot of books. Yeah. And I've read a lot about death in yeah. my time, but I don't know if I've ever read as like it, it's just relentless, visceral, yeah, of like a, a an account of someone's dying as this. 
it was like excruciating point by point, like final days, hours, and minutes of someone's life, and it was just like, oh, yeah, this. I, I'm so uncomfortable. This book reminded me of three specific things. The first was sitting with my aunt at her deathbed. Yeah. The second was my grandmother's funeral. And yeah. the third was my grandfather's funeral. Yeah. <laughs> and those were like, that. that's like the basically where my head was at throughout this entire fucking brutal novel. I thought that we were going to have, I was like, I assume that Miss Winslow was going to die in these novels. I can reveal now that I have enough prescience to, to get where that was going. And I thought we were going to have fun kind of around it as one of the events in the book that was sad, but we would talk about like do goof ups about like the, the, uh, like the concert they go to or like, Oh, Ducky got drunk, but no, this was just her death was the whole book. And then funeral death. Well, and it's not our fault entirely that we thought there would be some more fun to be had in the book. (laughs) Yeah. And um, should we talk we about this? We thought there would be some some other kind of stuff that happens before the death, but yeah. it's really just the death. Yeah. Uh, and the funeral, yes. And then the funeral as well. Um, shall we talk about um, the um, the crime that was committed against us and uh, the, the fucking, the, basically the war that has been started? It was a brewing, it was a cold war, and now it's a fucking war. Yeah. Should we talk about Let's it? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say this. I yeah. told my wife about the situation okay. that we're in. Okay. So you went to the, and, straight to the top. Well, I had to tell someone. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, you honestly should reach out to them and be like, reach out. This is unacceptable. Reach out. And what I said to her was like, I do not want to put the wheels in motion. Yeah. Wherein an unnamed offender. Yep. And the scholastic liars. Yeah. Get together on our entire podcast because <laughs> we complained about how bad Orem is Orem. at their fucking jobs. <sighs> baby Nation, Riddle Babies, my so-called babies, everyone, Super Babies, Super Babies, Straw Babies, Straw Babies, Elite Babies. Uh, was there another one? Uh, uh, baby What's Babies, it? Baby Babies. Yep, Adult Babies. <laughs> It often seems like we are making things up (laughs) and that we are kind of like finding something in nothing and we're kind of like overly focused or overly worked up about something that happens in the show. And then that stuff will slowly kind of come out over the course of the, the series as being true and we are right and our instincts were right. And early in the books... In the California Diary books, Jack and I took a stand against Orem, Open Road Integrated Media. Yeah. Because we thought they were doing... They were doing us a disservice. Shoddy work. Yep. And that shoddy work was mostly harmless. A missing image here or there. These weird glyphs added in. Things like that. Well, or so it seemed. Or so it seemed. But it was malicious and it was directed at us, wasn't it? I think so. I think so. They got us. And you know who fucking saved us? A fucking baby baby. A baby baby B saved us. Baby B Megan. Thank God. Uh, She saved our fucking lives. Megan saved our lives because I started reading this book this week. Sunny Book 3. Yes. 
and Sonny was going on and on about how she and Dawn made up and how she and and Ducky were in a fight because she said something rude to Ducky at the concert. And I thought, that's funny. I wonder if we got the books out of order. And I texted you. Yeah. I texted you in a panic, and I was like, listen, I'm a third of the way into this book. There's all sorts of shit that happened. Stuff is happening that hasn't happened for us yet, and I think we're out of order. I think maybe Ducky book three comes first or something. And then I'd started doing some snooping, some super sleuthing. Yeah. You cracked the case. I I cracked the case. Yeah. And I discovered, thanks to a blog called, like, Babysitter's Club Snark or something like that, Mm -hmm. that... The Dawn book three that we read does not end where Orem ended it for us. Does not end where Orem ended it. Anne and Pete intended to deliver more message to us. But Orem didn't want us. So let's let's talk about what let's first of all say thank you. Or Gene, or I don't know who wrote it. We'll say thank you to Baby B Megan, who by chance at the, when we first started uh, doing the California Diaries, sent us a very nice email saying, I happen to have all of these books on PDF, and I will share them with you. Legally, I assume. Yes. She said she went and bought them from the PDF store. And yes. uh, she said, I-, I will share them with you, but but, but legally, you yeah. do need to go and pay the PDF yeah, store. Just, from yes, yes. Yes. That's And and we did. And a lot of money changed hands. Yeah. Um, and... I was able to refer to the only actual existing copy of Dawn Book 3 the way Anne wanted it written, which is it so happens that Baby B. Megan is the only person who has it. Because what Orem wants us to know is the first two-thirds of Dawn Book 3, and she doesn't want us to know what happened at the Jacks concert, does she? Interesting that you have labeled Orem as she. Have I? Yes. That's worrying, isn't it? It is worrying. Mm, interesting. It's like Shalop. I would say they. Okay, they. Okay. Because it's like a multi-person entity. <laughs> okay. But you've really focused your I've, anger and rage on a she. On one person. Yeah. Yeah. Or I see the entity as a she. It's like when you name boats. <laughs> yes. Or when you name Shalop. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a um, there's a writer ha- Haggard book called She She Who Must Not Be Named, and oh, I think yeah. that's and a, a Green Day song. <laughs> yeah, and a Green she, Day song. Yeah, she screams inside. Uh, and both of those are about Orem. Yeah, and what Orem didn't want us to know about is what happened at the Jacks concert. And so I, I was just editing the episode, which uh, everyone will have heard last Monday. Uh, but uh, there's like a bunch of parts of the episode where you and I are like, it's weird. Really nothing happens in this book. (laughs) It's honestly, it's just like Dawn is is worried that uh, Sonny and her are going to have an altercation on the way to the concert. And she's excited about the concert, but it just ends before either of those things happen. Yeah. (laughs) It's impressive that we got like an hour and 20 minutes of conversation out about it. (laughs) I have since read, well, so I, I went to iBooks and yeah. looked, and of course, my copy was incomplete. I went to Kindle, and I per- repurchased the book, Yeah, and that's another fucking two ninety nine in Orm's grubby little pocket. Yeah. And that one also ends with, It ends he's here. at the moment, he's here. So maybe that's Orm is telling us something. He's here. 
Interesting. So maybe it's a cry for help from them. Like they're they're trying to get these books out, like oh, without like the Leviathan like knowing about it. Victim blaming, you know. And they're like, let's get these books out to the public. They need to know the Leviathan will never find out that we're doing this. Well, and this would be the first time because of those like uh, pole axes. Oh, the pole axes. That's right. Maybe the missing images are part of this message as well. So he's here. He's coming. Okay. That and that's oh, okay. okay, and that's now I feel bad because we've been talking so and much. It's David smack, Levithan. and it's David Levithan. It just came out with a book. He's... Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go pick it up. I haven't read it. Have you? Uh, I haven't. He did do an event in Austin, and I was too scared to go and talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> he did politely decline us several times for several requests. He was very nice to us. Yeah, everyone's very nice to us. Yeah, everyone's very nice to us. Except, well, I don't, so Orem now it's in mystery because I wanted to, I've like, I just felt all of no, the anger and the uh, rage uh, seep uh, out of me because she's just trying to fucking protect us and it's the Leviathan. I'm still mad at, I'm still okay. mad at her. Okay. Okay. I think Orem really fucked us because yeah. not only, the, this book's, this week's book was long. But the, the, yeah, so we had to read double And then time. I also had to read. 30 extra pages of the Dawn book, which I did read, and it was great. But the Jax concert was fucking amazing. They, like, fucking... Should we do a quick... Quick recap. Actually, let's... I'm going to hang up the phone really okay. quickly. Uh, the call. Yeah, okay, perfect. If you can call me and do, like, a very quick voicemail. Okay, <laughs> great. Uh, just kind of recapping the 30 Okay, you don't want to just of the talk Dawn about it. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. All right, that seems okay, fine. Okay, bye. All right, bye. You've reached Tanner. Uh, leave a message at the beep and I'll... Mom! I'm on the phone! Uh, hey, Tanner. Uh, I forgot to tell you about a bunch of stuff that happened to uh, Dawn and Sonny last week, weirdly. Uh, Dawn and Sonny did go to the Jax concert. I think I said that they didn't, and I just want to apologize for that. Um... They went to the Jax concert, and Ducky drove them, and Sonny was being really unpleasant the whole way. And then when they got there, Sonny got super drunk, and she made Ducky get super drunk. And then Ducky was too drunk to drive them back, and Sonny was unbelievably unpleasant about it. And Don had to call her dad to bring them back, and he was super furious, and Sonny went home by herself on the bus. Um, and then uh, they did eventually make up, and they hugged, and Sonny said she was sorry, but she was mad at Ducky. Don and Sonny did. Sorry, I picked up the phone because I heard Oh, okay. The, okay. Yeah, thank you for picking up. And I guess, you know, I'm realizing I could have just told you that stuff. Uh, but we, let's sit. Sonny and Ducky are still fighting, but we should hang up the call here. Oh, because it's still recording. It's still recording, yeah. Okay. And we should move right. back over to the podcast. I'll talk to you at, uh, at school tomorrow. Okay, bye. Bye. So yeah, Orem, thanks Orem. Yeah, thanks for that, Orem. It was really nice having that context coming into this this book that was already so unsettling, Fucking brutal. <laughs> the book was brutal. The well, the words on the front of Sonny's diary are just cry, and that is what I did during this novel. And Tanner, <sighs> we have a segment about it. It's called "What's on." Your, on your diary. Tombstone. Oh gosh, I was yawning. Can we take another run at it? Sure. What's on your What's diary? What's on your tombstone? Yeah. These words are written on my diary. 
And the way that we do this is we say what would be on our diary. And I th- I've got a pretty quick, simple one for this one, Tanner. Okay. So the words on Sonny's diary are... Just cry. You're just excited. cry. And just, as you know, is a Radiohead song. And okay. cry is something you do when you're sad. So I am pretty certain that th- what would be the words that would be on the cover of my diary or Tombstone Pizza... Uh, would be Paranoid Android, Watch One Fine Day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about... One Fine Day? Yeah. The George Clooney... Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer rom-com. Yeah. It's a fucking masterpiece. (laughs) (laughs) And it's what I like to do when I'm sad. (laughs) Okay. It's a... Do you know this one? The One Fine Day? Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely seen it. <laughs> it's so good. I don't know if I can remember much of the the plot. <laughs> Could I change it? Could I change my title? Yeah, yes, please. Okay, it's so there's a Radiohead song off Paranoid Android is more well known, but there's a Radiohead song off the album Pablo Honey that is How Do You. So, my book is How Do You Watch One Fine Day? And the answer is I think it's on Hulu. Okay. And then it's like informative. How do you watch One Fine Day? How do you on Hulu. watch One Fine Day? And no, and that inside, that's what I kind of tell people about in the book. Okay, yeah. And then it's nice, and it's then it, then you know something that you can do when you cry. It's more useful. What Sonny is telling us to do is just cry. What I'm saying right. is practical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's on Hulu. Correct. I I'm apologies if do it's not on Hulu. It's on something. I'll go check. I did watch it recently. <laughs> I one rewatched fine it recently. Day. It's a great movie. You know the one? They they switch each other's kids. It's the one with George Clooney and Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Yeah, George Clooney's like a man-child. But he's like, like a handsome like, journalist. Did Michelle? Yeah, it is on... It is on... Oh, sorry. It's on HBO. It's on HBO. Okay. Which you can you can see through Hulu if you have the HBO. There it is. There it is. So, and that's the answer. And that's a lot of the content of the book. How do you watch One Fine Day? And uh, I guess you do want to... You want to purchase my novel... Okay, so I am at the hospital. Okay. And I am there to visit Elizabeth Winslow. Winslow. Yes. Okay. I guess she is she's it's not long for this she world. She is dying. Yeah. And I get there and I'm like, oh fuck, I didn't bring anything. Yeah. I should <laughs> run to the gift shop. Yeah. I should get something for her. That's great. And I go down there and I'm just like, well, she's she's going to be here for a while. She is dying. Yeah. We know she likes Salinger. We know she likes Salinger. Yeah. Because she, um, her daughter, Sunny, does read. Um, well, Dawn, which book? Dawn reads Franny and Zoe. Oh, Dawn does. So there's yeah, like, yeah. there's a nice, there's Raise High the Roof Beams. There's uh, uh, Nine Stories, uh, Catcher in the Rye. They have a lot of Salinger. They got a lot of Salinger in the hospital, hospital. gift shop. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then I, so I'm, I'm like, pick up uh, a copy of Raise the Roof High. Mm-hmm. Raise High the Roof Beans Carpenters. Raise High the Roof Beans Ye Carpenters. Mm-hmm. And behind it is this other book. Yeah. It's a dusty old copy, but it looks, it looks interesting. And it's, it's me. Um, I guess it's like kind of stylized and I'm like putting a, a VHS into a, into a, uh, what do you call them? VCR. Hulu. Yeah. Well, you know, it's stylized. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm sad. You're sad. And there, it's not something you can see visually, but yeah. it is clear yeah. from the image that you are listening to Radio. <laughs> the Radiohead song. Maybe I've got a, like a Pablo Honey shirt on. How do you? How do you? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, like a, it's a pretty unloved song off of Pablo Honey. By me especially. I like um, it. Yeah. Yeah. And it says Jack. Yeah. Volume... Three, three, uh, book back, Jack book twelve volume three, book twelve volume three. How do you? How do you watch one watch fine day? One fine day. Yeah, I oh, I am like, huh, interesting. And I open it up, and it says, it's on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like the dedication. Yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking? What am I thinking? For Miss Winslow, do not do not choose wrong here. This is really the last chance you're going to have to get her something nice. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's very tough. I know she likes Salinger. Yeah. Can I ask if there are there any other books in the gift shop, do you think? Who Moved My Cheese. Who Moved My Cheese is there? Yeah. Golly, that makes even harder. <laughs> that makes the decision even harder. Yeah. I'll pick up Jack. Okay. I'll pick up Jack. Oh, uh, and Man's Search for Meaning by Victor Frankl is in there. She's that just sounds like, pretty dark for yeah. someone who's about to die. Okay, yeah. Okay, all right. So you're picking up Jack. That's great. Yeah. I just want to give her something a little, like, a little fun, a little easy, you we'll know? Not regret it, I promise you. Um, what do you think would be on your diary? Uh, well, I only know one Radiohead song, and it's Creep, so... Okay. <laughs> okay, and what's something you do when you are sad? Um, I would say play 10 hours of video games and smoke weed. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. So the the and it's Tanner uh so what's happening to me is I'm I'm about to ride the subway. Okay. That's uh, not a good idea right now. And a uh a religious zealot uh is handing out pamphlets. And okay. I'm just waiting for I feel something. I I feel like this isn't just like your standard run-of-the-mill religious zealot handing out pamphlets in the subway. There's like a glow. There's like an aura. And there's, there's like, I feel like I'm going to learn something. It's sort of like a 90s music video yeah. where like the unassuming homeless man handing out pamphlets. It's a wise is like figure. crazy. Yeah. It's actually like, yeah. God. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you can tell. And it's like, everything's in like, all the other people are moving fast around him. Yep. You know, like in fast in a blur, but like for for me and him, it's like slow motion. Yeah, and it feels like there's like a connection. I see the glow and I see the beauty in it in this person, and I'm like, wow, this is uh, this is person has something to teach me. And laid out on his table in front of him are uh, a number of great works. Okay. Um. There's the the Bible. There's, yeah. Uh, well, you, you said great work, so I assume who moved my cheese. Who moved my cheese? Obviously, the 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 Christian Bible, the Quran, there's the Torah, and a number of other great works. The works of Confucius are laid out there, um, and in the center of all these great volumes is a thin paperback. Mm-hmm. And it's got a picture of you smoking weed and playing video games. Yeah. And it says... Final Fantasy VII Remake. Okay. It says Creep. 
smoke weed and play video games all day. That sounds cool. Yeah. It's like, it's not even on the table. It's in the homeless guy's pocket. Yeah. You can kind of see it hanging out. And it's like yeah. the Dalai Lama test. Yeah. Where you have to pick an object from the previous Dalai Lama to prove you're the Dalai Lama. Yeah. And I do gra- grab that from him. And he's, he looks surprised. But as I'm yeah. like running to catch my subway with the book, I turn around and I say like, thank you. Thank you. you turn around and you say thank you. And all that's there is a single white dove. Wow. And it takes... It takes flight. That's beautiful. Okay, that's fun. And that's how we do our diary segment. That's how we do the diary segment, yes. Um, Is there anything else to talk about other than the uh, death of uh, Sonny's mom, which is the only thing that does kind of slowly happen in this book, throughout the book? I guess just because, like, tonally, it would be weird to do it later. Yeah. That's why we do a fun burn, isn't it? It is. Uh, um, did you even have one? Yeah, I got one. Let's see what it is. Uh, it's uh, so Sonny's mom, uh, as one of her last acts, uh, gives Sonny uh, her diaries, diaries uh, yes. from her life. Wow, the, I'm just realizing it's like diaries within diaries within diaries, isn't it? Oh wow! Wow. Wow, and Sunny reads her mom's diaries to like get to know her because her mom realizes she had been estranged from her parents because they were like super conservative and she was a peacenik. This is something stuff we learned from the diaries, and it becomes clear that Sunny's mom always regretted that she didn't have her parents there to go to during important moments in her life, and she's yep. realizing that she's not going to be there for Sunny. And so what better way to Oh, and be her parents died her... in a car crash. Oh, and then they did die in a horrible car crash. This is a fun book. It really is. She was book. estranged from her parents, yeah. and then when she was going to reach out, she like was going to invite them to the wedding. Yeah, and then they died in a horrible car crash. But they died in a car crash. Um, and uh, and this is her way of saying that she'll always be there for Sunny because Sunny can. And like, you are setting up a burn, right? Consult the diaries, yeah. And because so far you've talked about multiple parent deaths. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it, you can't it, you can't walk across the room that is this book without stepping yeah. in one or two <laughs> parent deaths on the way. Yeah, <laughs> and twisting your ankle. Um, the burn is as follows. It's from Miss Winslow's diary uh, when she's a young lady around the age that Sonny is at the time of this novel. And Miss Winslow writes, very late at night. The party didn't end until almost midnight. I have reached a decision. Boys are disgusting. They should not be allowed out of their cages until their voices have changed and they can dress and speak properly. (laughs) Unless they are Kevin Darcy. (laughs) And I guess it's it's a burn on every every bo- everyone who's not Kevin Darcy. Kevin Darcy. Yeah. Um, I'm worried that I'm not going to be allowed out of my cage because I'm I am 36 years old, but I'm not sure like that your voice has I, changed. I guarantee you, if you went and listened to a recording of like a 12 year old Tanner, he wouldn't sound like I sound now, but pretty similar. But I don't think it's that dissimilar. Yeah, I think like. The change in my voice happened so subtly and over such a long period of time to, that it was rendered essentially unnoticeable. 
And I'm on Kevin Darcy's Twitter account. Okay. He plays for Everton. If he plays for Everton, he's a football player. Potentially, yes. Uh, life is precious every day to the full. I think he's an Everton fan. But there's a picture here of... Yeah, but he's not wearing, he's not wearing a Everton uniform. It says Darcy on it. it does, well, that's his name. Have you ever seen a sports uniform, Jack? They have the guy's name on it. Not where the, not where the name of the team should be. Okay, I don't watch football. I don't know. You okay. have to tell me. Uh, he's an Everton fan, and everyone should not follow him on Twitter. Because I wouldn't. I wouldn't not. <laughs> You're saying to not to not to. No, I'm. I'm saying just like, oh, he's tweeted a, a very interesting snooker trick shot, which I do find interesting. Okay, so everyone go throw him a follow. And he is this the is only the boy one guy. He's not allowed out of his cage, so he's probably fielding a lot. <laughs> A lot of uh, requests from the ladies. Or gentlemen. Or gentlemen, yeah. yeah. He's the only one allowed out of his cage, so yeah. it's slim pickings out here. I, well, I'm I'm coming out of my cage, and I'm doing just fine. Yeah, and despite all my rage, yeah, I'm still just a rat in a cage. Yeah, and uh, that's my burn. It's funny. It was a funny one. I found a f- one funny burn in this book. Pretty one impressive. One funny burn, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you said you had a burn that's on uh, a lady with uh, uh, senile dementia. I did. I found a new one, though. Okay. Okay. What's While your, we were talking. What's your burn? So my burn is, um, well, the sequence of events were that Cyril Morgan Shepard mm-hmm. was supposed to be napping, and he pooped his pants instead. <laughs> yeah. And then when Sarah went, Morgan went to go take care of him, mm-hmm. she slipped on a toy of his yeah. and badly sprained her ankle. Yeah. And managed to get him out of his crib and cleaned up on a on a, a badly sprained ankle, mm-hmm. and was calling for her husband. Yeah, and he was being shitty about it. Yeah, it's like slow to react. Like what? I'm busy. And then when he did come out and interact with the boy Cyril <laughs> Morgan Shepherd, um, he had a really great burn. He said, "Wow, <laughs> I hurt my ankle." Yeah, yeah. That was funny. And the burn was on. And I was like, you don't Sarah. seem like your, your ankle. And Sarah was like, no, it was me. <laughs> oh, and that was Dad Talk. It was Dad it Talk. And it was my burn. Yeah. And my other burn was on um, Jamie and Ben, whose elderly mother uh, can't remember them anymore. Okay. Yeah. So this is the Penny story. Um, Dawn, at some point when she's she's initially trying to comfort Sonny before Miss Winslow has died. She says to Sonny, like, remember the day of the pennies. And Sonny's like, I don't want to talk about it now. And then after Miss Winslow's funeral, Sonny is like, let's talk about the pennies now. And I was like, oh, great. Like, finally, a moment of respite from all of the fucking sadness. Right. And the day of the pennies is like this story of like a young Miss Winslow taking Dawn and Sonny out to the park with a bag of pennies and they leave pennies on the floor all over the park and then sit and watch people pick them up. And Miss Winslow is like, it's like leaving a wish. And then like this one lady picks up a bunch of them. And before she picks them up, she has a conversation with her husband in a way that seems like she doesn't remember their two children. Right. And Ben and Jamie, but she's super happy that she picked up three pennies. She's like, that was a three penny day. And Don is like, 
what was going on there at Miss Winslow is like, oh, she doesn't remember her children, but we did bring her some small amount of joy. Right. With the pennies. And thanks for that break from the um, the horror of for, this text, Anne. We had a, a, a moment to catch our breaths from all the parent deaths yeah. <laughs> by thinking about and confronting parent Alzheimer's. Yes. And it's so much fun. God, thank you, Anne. Yeah, and I do want to thank Anne, and I want to thank Orem and Pete and just and the Leviathan and everyone who's kind of been involved in this because it's exactly it's just what I needed today. So fun and yeah. I love it and I love to think about it. Yeah. Uh let's take a break Thank and you. then talk more about uh how oh, did you hear that uh Sonny Winslow's mom died over the course of a number of months and then days and then did die and then there was a funeral. And then hours, which were yeah. excruciatingly yeah. detailed in yeah. this book. Yeah, I did hear about that. Let's uh let's dive into that when we come back from a break. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Hey, Tanner. Hey, Jack. Hey, bud. How's it going? It's going good, I guess. Great. I cried a lot today, and I'm not crying now, and so it's an improvement. Uh, You're not crying now yet. Not crying now yet. Uh, I Here's a fun... I got a couple of fun kind of 90s references from this book that I thought you might enjoy that we could have a chuckle over. Okay. Um, the first is uh, when... Sunny has sort of confronted the fact that her mom only has two days to live. The doctor says, like, it's it, it's I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't last out the not, like the night, but she probably has two days at the at the most. And so you should, like, kind of get all everyone to um, who wants to say goodbye to her to come and, like, say goodbye. Right. Um, and Sunny says. Oh, my God, this is awful. I'm still not ready. I feel like praying. I haven't prayed since I was a little kid. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before, oh God, I never paid much attention to that before. It's horrible. And I thought it was cool that um, Sunny sings Metallica to herself when she said, Oh, that is cool. Yeah. That is cool. And tonight, it's pretty, it's dark, but it's cool. She's like, what would a Janet James Hetfield do? <laughs> you know? We should all ask ourselves that. And then here's another fun one that's just kind of like light and breezy and I thought was like pretty fun. Uh, it's when, so like towards uh, the end of uh, Miss Winslow's life, uh, when she uh, really, the minutes are ticking by, um, she's able to take like, um, a new medication that gives her just like a few minutes uh, uh, of lucidity away from the the pain. Yes. Uh, so that she can like say her last goodbyes. Yep. And then so what she says to Sunny during that, that when she's like kind of basically saying goodbye to Sunny, she says goodbye to Sunny a number of times, but during this particular goodbye, she says, you were a great baby. Mom went on the best ideal, like a baby out of a fairy tale. Your dad and I were in love with each other and in love with you. Sometimes we would say, how can two people be so lucky? We lead charmed lives. I marveled that mom could say this. Does she still think she has led a charmed life? And the answer is no. She's she's led a semi-charmed, semi-charmed kind, kind of, of life. life. Yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty fun, too. Is something else. Something else. Yeah. And I think it's morphine. This. And it's morphine because, well, actually, morphine yeah. stopped working because her pain was too yeah. intense. 
but yeah, it's like a, it's probably like some like some kind Duodulum of thing. Or something, the strong, whatever. yeah, yeah, delauded, delauded, yeah. yeah. And that I thought that was interesting. Those were fun, kind of nineties adjacent because we like to have fun with like the nineties. It worries me because my baby's so great, yeah, and just like easy, fun, exciting. I love seeing him. I love hanging out with him. Yeah. And now am I going to die of cancer slowly and painfully? Oh, because you feel like you have a charmed life, and most people do end up having a semi-charmed kind of yeah. life. Okay. Am I getting a little bit too much now, and it's going to like catch up with me later? Because that's what happened to Mrs. Winslow. Yeah. So do I have to worry about that? I don't know. It sounds like Cyril's pretty rotten, so it's like you're... Yeah, it's, it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I, was, I, was trying to, I was trying to like formulate. So you're probably fine. <laughs> I think I'm good. I think I paid my dues. Huh. Okay. Uh, well, so, so <laughs> you about. Do you would you like okay here's here's another while we're on the topic of music yes and we were uh, we're talking about Metallica we're talking about Semi Charm Life right. um, uh, we're talking about Third, Third Eye Blind, Blind. Um, and <laughs> bless her fucking heart and doesn't she like keeps it close to the chest for instance I could have used a fucking happy reading. Oh you know? gosh, I, I I I guess I forgot that they existed, and I guess I forgot how much I missed that presence and that yeah kind of debrief. I genuinely thought about it. I was like, I, like, I, like it is not an exaggeration. Uh, my so-called babies, Tanner and I, are being flippant because we have no other way to be. This book like fucking broke me. Yeah, it was bad. I, like. It was fucking genuinely it was a great very book, intense. But I was, thought it was fantastic. It was and I was, <laughs> I'm like tearing up now, honestly, thinking about the experience of reading this book. But one of the things that I thought while I was reading the book was like, was that I was like, I wish Anne would like, because I felt so personal. I think that's why it felt so personal that it was like, Anne must be drawing from experience here. It, like it feels real, and it did like genuinely remind me of the times that I've been adjacent to death, and like had people who I love die. I just I've never been this adjacent to death, and it was jarring and shocking to hear like Sonny's mom's like final moments, and it was especially jarring and shocking because it was like it just fucking went on and on and on. It's just the whole book. There's no respite from it. And it felt so real that I do think that Anne must have been like, it's very well written. Um, and I imagine that she's like, she did a lot of research and also like drew from personal experience. And it made me wish for a happy reading. But she is also like not someone who reveals much about herself. But this passage in the book, I was like, <laughs> I think this is Anne like just being Anne. I'll read it. It's uh, Sunny again. Sorry, every like fun passage that I read is introduced by like just to set it up. Uh, it's when they're talking about whether Sunny's mom is going to die today or maybe uh, tomorrow or day. maybe the next day. Uh, and Sunny says, "Can it be that she'll make it through today and tomorrow as well?" I'm thinking of the Katie Lang song, the one about yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's called Three Days. In the song, the three days are unbearable, but they're all I wish for mom. I wonder, will she have her three days after all? I did listen to the Katie Lang song, and it's like pretty upbeat.
But it was just like, Sonny did not think of the Katie Lang song Three Days in this moment. <laughs> and and thought, of the, thought of It reminded me of the song One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. Would, yeah. would my mom <laughs> yeah. have one week? Would she eat the chicken to China? The Chinese chicken? I would like to bet with some degree of confidence that Anne is a Katie Lang fan. Oh, I am certain Anne is a Katie Lang fan. <laughs> Like, I'm like, good for her. Katie Lang fucking rules. But it was a very much like, I was like, this is not like, Sun- like, Sunny listens to fucking, like, Our Lady Peace, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we know a few things about Anne. We know that she's openly gay. So, yes, yes. Hard check in the listens Lesbian to icon Lang. of the 90s. Yeah, yeah. We know that she came to age in the 90s. But it's also like a Katie Lang has like a Anne vibe too. It yeah. feels like a perfect match. Anyway, uh, Anne, uh, if you do- don't like Katie Lang, I will eat my hat. Um, what are some so Katie fun. Lang songs I would know? My mom listened to it. The only one I know is Constant Craving. Constant Craving. We'll play a clip of that. I guess we'll play, we probably played a clip of Three Days, but fuck it. Katie Lang rules. And the, uh, the song, do you know the song Constant Craving? I don't think so. I can't sing it. It's beautiful. But that was like the big fucking hit in the 90s that crossed my particular transit. You vamp for Um, a second. I'm going to just listen to this, the briefest moment of constant craving. Okay, I I do want you to hear it because it's like a really good song. Um, and I I wish that I could vamp better than I'm about to, but like that does just about come to the end of my Katie Lang knowledge. Is oof, my computer craving. cannot handle watching a Katie Lang video. Yeah, voice chatting with you and okay. downloading the Hellraiser Omnibus. <laughs> we t- uh, by so called oh, yeah. babies. We we talked about the Hellraiser. Tanner and I discovered the Hellraiser comic books in our little sister episode that we recorded earlier today, and he immediately downloaded the entire um, series of graphic novels. So expect expect more. Hell I know Razor. this song. It's gorgeous. Constant yeah, yeah. Craving has always been. Um, okay, thank you. Um, for good, vamping. right? Yes, and that's. That's that. I just, uh, my all uh, all my notes left are just the the most excruciating tearful moments, and I don't think it's going to be fun to discuss or, or read on the air. So I'm I on I'm I... on the SS Jack now, just on a, on yeah. a Jack train. <laughs> what are things that aren't sad? Yeah, I can't. I was like looking over during the break. <laughs> I was looking over my tearful moments, which are like fucking copious. Yeah. There are, they're just like, at first I didn't capture them, like when I cried, because I was like, this is just like, it just like doesn't end. There's not like a point at which it ends. And then when I did capture them, it's just like, it's what you would expect. It's just like the fucking, like the horror of this family, like losing their like young mother. I was on a simmer the entire time, just sort of like constantly crying. But I, I told you this a moment ago on the break that like I captured tearful moments when yeah i like literally actually sobbed yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> um, here's what here's what we can talk about without reading passages is I'll, I'll tell you a few that like jumped out at me that that were just like particularly poignant. There's one thing where like people are coming to say goodbye and this lady shows up and it's Liz and Sonny's like who's Liz and and Sonny's dad is like oh Liz is your mother's like childhood friend they haven't seen each other in like a decade but like Liz just shows up and then like says goodbye she like probably flew in from some other state and then later Liz sings the solo of Amazing Grace oh, yeah. at Miss Winslow's funeral and like everyone's losing it but Liz manages to get through yeah. it and it's like Jesus fuck that also feels a little too real. Yeah, what that, the hell? Like, it's fucking brutal. So that like stuff like that got me. Like Miss, like uh, her sister is there. Betsy's Winslow's sister is there the her whole time. Her name is Morgan. Morgan. Yeah, she flew in from Atlanta, and she is a little more buttoned up than the Winslows. She's a little more buttoned up. But that's like like the discovery of her as a person is pretty powerful. Where it's like, oh, like Sunny realizes that she's only ever seen her like in a fucking crisis. It was a um, lot of dad stuff for me. There's a lot of dad stuff. There's Mr. Like, Winslow breaking down yeah. made me break down a lot. He fucking loses it, and it's actually a really well written scene where like he speaks at the funeral. And Sunny is like the way she describes it. She's like the fucking fucking hashtag like cringiest shit happened. And like <laughs> my dad I don't understand cried at his wife's funeral. But like I found that relatable because I've definitely been her age and like not gotten that like adults like you get a pass for like breaking down. It's like it, it's easy to think that it's like to be like if you're young you you might well get like overwhelmed by the like hashtag cringe of it yeah. and be like oh come on dad and she's like i don't understand why the minister didn't just drag him away from the podium but like he kept he wanted to speak more but he couldn't right. and it's like no the thing sunny is that like everybody here gets it <laughs> yeah like and they they want that for him like Ugh. uh at <laughs> jesus <laughs> Fuck, man. Fuck you, and You know what? Maybe Orem is just trying to shield us from this shit. Orem was like, if we don't give, if if we don't, she was like, if if I don't give them the rest of Dawn Book 3, maybe they'll just give yeah, up. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, I guess the book's ended here. Yeah. And uh, trying to fucking protect You us. know what surprises me? We yeah. still have three fucking books to read, Jack. What <laughs> could possibly fuck- happen from here on out? <laughs> We have Amalia an, book three, yeah. we have Maggie book three, and we have Ducky book three, and it's like all the crises have been met head on and dealt yeah. with. Like Alex, well, they had this is Alex, Alex is, attempted is suicide and he's in yeah. an institution. Maggie realized that she had an eating disorder and confronted it. Was getting help, and Amalia like talked to her abusive boyfriend and and like broke up with him. Yeah, Sonny's mom died. We know what it is. Here's the here's the cycle. And so there's this interesting moment in this book that I noted, and I'm sure Anne had been thinking about when she was like plotting this out, where it was like everybody except Jill shows up, like the day after the funeral. It's Amalia, Ducky, Dawn, Sonny, and Maggie are all there. And Sonny's like, I'm surrounded by like 
all my like beautiful friends in this cocoon and like I don't deserve them. I tried to push them away, but they like wouldn't let me push them away. And and she's like, and I realized that this was the first moment all of us had been together since that fucking shitty party at Miss Kruger's right. house. But it's like so since the first book. They've not been all together, and now they've formed like fucking Voltron, and they're going to unleash that energy on the world for the next three books, and it's going to be wild. I just, I have no idea. Except Jill. Except fucking Jill, by the way. Jill is- Fucking Jill. Jill is worming her way back into at least Dawn's good graces. A little bit. Jill but, like, could be Sunny's, back in the mix. We don't know. Yeah. Sunny did you know blow Here's... up at Jill. I just, I don't know what's going to happen in the next three books. I'm excited about it. Well, I have another theory about these books, which is that Carol is the real hero of the books. Carol. Carol Schaefer? Yeah, Carol Schaefer. She's like the the good one. She is always right. She is always right. And it's it's weird that Anne and Orem insisted on making her the villain for so long and put us on our back foot with her. Yeah, it took me I, a while to come I around. I distrust like, her. I still distrust her. She's just cool. She does. She's cool. also probably like our age. Like if we were in California Diaries right now, if we were in Palo City, like Carol would just be like, if I had a 13-year-old <laughs> stepdaughter right now, yeah. or sorry, if I had a 13-year-old, yeah, if I had a 13-year-old stepdaughter who had a best friend whose mother was dying, how would I handle it? Uh, yeah. Uh, poorly. <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> I would handle it poorly, and I wouldn't be as um, open no. and understanding and helpful as Carol was to no, both Dawn I don't know and how. Sonny. Too. Yeah, I don't know how to be that way. Like, Sonny would come over crying and be like, my mom is dying, and be like, oh, oh. yikes. Oof. Want to watch One Fine Day? That stinks. My mom's healthy. Actually, that might be nice. Yeah. <laughs> my mom's healthy, and I'm like three times your age, so, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Um, can I uh, tell you, read you this passage, Tanner? Yeah. It should come as no surprise to you at this point, but who knows? Who knows? How could she start a sentence like that, says Sonny. Oh, sorry, just set it up. Uh, Sonny's mother is talking about um, how um, how she wants Sonny to cope after her death. Yep. Yeah. How could she start a sentence like that? When I'm gone, Mom was saying, you and Dad take care of each other, okay? Okay, I whispered. You're going to need each other. I nodded. Then I realized mom's eyes were shut again and she couldn't see me nod. So I whispered, yes. I'll say it less weird. (laughs) 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 So I whispered, yes. (laughs) You'll have grandma and granddad, of course, and Dawn. But you and dad, you'll have to take care of each other. Dong? It's a weird thing. Yeah, I thought that was weird too. (laughs) I thought it was strange. And I don't, I wanted to kind of just like move past it because it's like, I'm sure there's something there. You'll have grandma and granddad and dong too. And it says, and dong. Yeah. That's very weird. That is weird. Well, she's probably delirious. Yeah. But you and dad, you'll have to take care of each other. Soon dad stuck his head in the room again. And I wondered if he'd been listening at the door. I frowned at him. Dad, I began to say, oh, sorry. He pulled his head back. Like a turtle. And this huge feeling of disgust washed over me. That would disgust me too, watching someone's head go into their body. <laughs> watching their ent- entire head just <laughs> like disappear, into their torso. disappear 
through their neck into their chest cavity. There's just like a That's, little yeah. tuft of hair sticking cool. out where their head was. And they've was. got this little like this little weird smile that reach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they're green. That is gross. That is gross. <laughs> But also, Anne does put turtles in these books at important moments, doesn't she? Oh, gosh, doesn't she? And ha- there's been a turtle in almost every single one, huh? In almost every single book at a crucial moment. And Sonny's disgusted by it. Sonny rejects the turtle. But Sonny is... And she's pushing everyone away. No. Everyone who tries to help. No. She's no. pulling everyone back in. Sonny is uh, a model okay. character now. Sonny has been challenging since the beginning. But now she's yeah. made amends with now all her pulling. friends. Yeah, she's on the the right path again, and all it took was her own mother dying. Yeah, and she's rejected the turtles. So you think that James was right to throw rocks at the turtle? That's where you're going. I'm starting to I think that see. James is right to throw rocks at the it's turtles, great. and maybe the turtles are bad. Bad. Okay. Well, we'll find. We'll have plenty of opportunity to explore that in the next books. Now we're we're Teflon. You and I can't be. We're fucking Iron Man now. You can't take us down because we've seen the worst. Yeah, Iron Man actually. Iron is. Have you? Do you have like a cast iron pan at home? Uh, yeah. It is not very uh, non-stick. Stuff does stick to it pretty badly. Oh, stuff does stick to it. So okay, so we're more like we're more like we're like Iron Man covered in Teflon. Okay, we're like okay, yes. And Teflon, I think, is pretty bad for you. It might be bad for you. Uh, maybe and ceramic. I think it's toxic. We have no, like that a would break, ceramic so. pan. That would break. Because I want to feel like we're unbreakable, but also like stuff doesn't stick to us. Like a duck. Ducks are pretty. I could break a duck. <laughs> I'm not. But I'm water, not a powerful water, man. They're non-stick. You would I'm, agree that I, they're, they're non-stick, non-stick right? but so is Teflon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I could break a duck. <laughs> what I'm saying is that it's going to be hard to knock us off our pedestal it's tough. in the coming it's books tough to because find we've a good seen. Here. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Because I want to get it. Okay, so here let's 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 work through this. Ducks, nothing sticks to them, but they're a little bit too easy to break. Right. Teflon, nothing sticks to it. And it's hard and hard to break. Well, you said Iron but Man. It's toxic, right? But you said Iron stuff but sticks to. Let's it. think about ducks. Yeah. Okay. And let's think about Iron Man. And okay. what one character who we've discussed recently on this show? Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. No, close. Darkwing Duck. Close. Oh, Gizmo. Gizmo from DuckTales. Okay, that is the that's and maybe that's the happy who we medium, are, right? Okay, nothing sticks to him, and he's tough to break, right? Gizmo from DuckTales. Gizmo McQuack. I'm looking it up. Okay. Giz- I'm glad Gizmo we're in the Duckiverse. Gizmo Duck, yeah. Fenton Crackshell is sort of yeah. his nerdy alter ego, but he's he's Gizmo yeah. Duck. But he's pretty powerful as Gizmo Duck. He's right? like and fucking Iron Man, and nothing sticks to him because yeah. he's a duck. I think the DuckTales movie was centered around He's him. wearing diapers, which is weird. I think that's just his duck butt. Ducks always look like they're wearing diapers. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. I would love to, as an adult, I don't want to go watch DuckTales now as an adult because I don't think it's going to hold up. Yeah. But I would love to revisit this canon in some way because I'm looking yeah. at the Wikipedia entry for Gizmo Duck right now and I'm intrigued yeah. and I would love to know more. Do you remember what the yeah. Mighty Ducks? The, the cartoon? The cartoon. 
Yeah. Where they were sure. like space ducks. They're actually ducks. Yeah. That was cool. It's fine. It's in the Duckiverse. God, we had a lot of fucking, we had a lot of fun back then, huh? There's nothing in the Duckiverse that I don't like. That's what I'll say. What about the sexy Elvira duck? That's fine. Count Duckula. You like I'm it? I'm fine with. Yeah, I like You're it. You're sexually attracted to the Elvira I didn't duck? say that, and you, no, and you tried to get me there, and I didn't. I just said that I like it. I mean, what's the difference? If you have to ask. Okay, now you're in the Duckiverse. I think I'm going to say too much for our podcast. I'm sorry. I'm. You're just like in the Duckiverse. I can like hear stuff playing in the background. (laughs) You're like listening to duck related content. What was that sexy goth duck called? Sexy goth duck. You're going to get arrested. Her name was <laughs> Brooklyn Man arrested for looking at sexy ducktails content. Magica de yeah. Magica Dispel. Okay. And she was from DuckTales. Yeah, no. okay. Ooh. Yikes. You know, yeah. Every now and then you'll come across something that makes it clear to you like how a lot of your sexuality and sexual interest was formed. <laughs> early on and you didn't know at the time obviously right but like now that you're a little older you're like (laughs) something woke up when i saw this yeah and i can i know now know what it's grown into yeah and it's that for you it's magic magic dispel dispel. yeah okay (laughs) yeah and i will be bookmarking this for (laughs) later so now i know that you were just projecting (laughs) <laughs> i didn't even i didn't even know i was projecting at the time okay wow um let's see the only thing other thing i wanted to talk to you about before we leave yep. unless you had something that you want to talk to me about that's not i feel like we've covered the news of Sonny's mom's death well she died and and just and she did die one sort of salient point i do want to get across to everyone is that um, she dies very slowly over the course of several yeah. days, and in the moment where she finally decides that she is dying, yeah, where she says, "This is it. I am dying." She pulls everyone into the room and has a conversation with each person. Um, yeah. Mr. Schaefer, uh, Sonny, and Aunt Morgan. Yeah, and then she pulls them all into the room and says, "This is it. Like goodbye." Yeah, and then takes two and a half hours to die. Yeah. Of her just slowly and excruciatingly dying. And that brutal. felt so real yeah. and yeah. scary and awful to me. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't want this. Yeah. they Like, no punches pulled. Like, I was expecting there to be, like, a maudlin moment. But 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 Anne was like, no, no, no. Like, this is how it is. I'm going to describe to you the two hours in it's which... It's messy and it's sad. Mrs. Winslow took to die. And you're going to hate it. And I did hate it, Anne. Thank you. Yeah, I hated it. Uh, she does... She gets a UU service. She goes to a Unitarian Universalist church oh, for, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for a funeral. That must have and made I, you I and the... excited. I, it, it did, but I also appreciated the props to the UU, and it makes me think that that's another that's another ant. I feel like that's a like Katie Lang, and I I'm just speculating, <laughs> I'm just speculating. But for what I know of Anne, I feel like Unitarian Universalist is like a pretty perfect fit for yeah. her. 
one of the few churches that's like super openly accepting of the LGBT community. Yeah, and... yeah, but also everybody. Yeah, and just like and just like nice <laughs> and like uh, Katie Langish. Yeah, Katie Langish. Like just like genuinely good. Last time I was at a Universal Unitarian Church, um, it was a friend of mine's uh, child's christening. Or no, not Christmas. Yeah. Baptism. Yeah. And I dressed up and put on like a suit and a tie. And there was a dude at this fucking baptism, if you can believe this. Yeah. Who was in like jorts. Hell yeah. And a t shirt. Hell yeah. Can you believe that? That could be me. I. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was like, wait a second. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Are you talking about my son's baptism? Yes. And was the dude? It was me. You. Yeah. <laughs> That's the you, you man. <laughs> it, it takes all comers. <laughs> it's accepting of everybody. <laughs> That's nice. I you really walked me right into it. I was like, no, I that that tracks. <laughs> Props to the you, you uh, good people. Um, the only thing I do want to talk about before we leave is Quilt Man. Okay. Did you say Quail Man from Doug? Quilt, Quilt Man. What are you saying? Quail Man? Quilt. Quilt Man. Quilt Man. Quilt. Quilt Man. Okay. Uh, this is again, Sunny's having horrible nightmares because, um, her mom is dying. Mm. Whoa. I just woke up from the most horrible dream. I was in my bedroom, and somehow I knew that a man was trying to get into my room. He was on the other side of my door, holding a huge quilt, Mm -hmm. and he planned to smother me with the quilt. I could hear him rattling the door handle. And I just think the quilt man is an interesting character, especially since we know that Mrs. Kruger is in these books. I think that the quilt man is death. That's broadly what I think as well. That is what I think. And in the in the Sitter's universe, death comes in the form of the quilt the man. The quilt man. And he was there to get... It's a patchwork. Mrs. A patchwork Winslow. of every soul. It's a patchwork of every soul on the quilt yep. that, that he takes, he right? He was there to add Mrs. Winslow to his grand tapestry. Yeah. yeah. And he got the wrong door. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because he's got, he's got a quilt over his head. Yeah. And is That's it... That's scary. Yeah. Are there wangs of just right there on the tip of your tongue? Mm-hmm. The 1992 the graphic adventure game Loom in here. Okay, and it's the Great Tapestry. Because we know Anne is as informed, at least to some degree. Well, are are our lives and fate sewn up in the Great Tapestry in Loom? Yes. Have you ever okay. played Loom? No. Oh yeah. Well, yes, they are. Okay. Okay. All right. And you should right. play it. It's a great game. Yeah. Yeah. Lucas Arts, right? Lucas Arts Adventure Game. Yeah. 99. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. That's something. Okay. So the Quilt Man will come for us all, and that's an interesting piece of lore. It's it's nicer than Death in the Scythe, because like well, that sounds scary. That sounds scary and for he someone. You into his quilt. A uh, uh, hooded specter, skeletal yeah. specter, coming into my home late at night to chop me up with his scythe and take me to hell yeah instead it's like a nice 
It's a nice man with a beautiful quilt. That I get like that. Ha- it's so that cozy. He's smother you with, and he just like okay. Yeah, he weaves me into his tapestry, and I'm part of the grand yeah. quilt. That sounds nice. That is nice. That is nice. Um, here's my amateur dream analysis. Uh, it's her guilt. It's guilt. Oh, because it rhymes with quilt. It's not just rhymes with <laughs> quilt. It's like there's no other word that is more like quilt. Built. Built. Fuck you. Still. No, B-U-I-L-T, not S-T-U-I. There's built, quilt, and guilt are fucking around with that U-I yeah. in a way that almost nothing I got to built very quickly and easily, though. You did get to built pretty quickly. All right, your thing is right. And I mean, the, the quilt man mythology is right. And my stupid fucking Freudian analysis that, in fact, she was thinking of her own guilt and she was worried about being smothered by her own guilt about not doing enough for her mom in her final days is definitely not what's going on there. What is definitely going on there is that Mrs. Kruger has opened the doors to another dimension and death in the form of the quilt man who sews us all into his great tapestry has accidentally knocked on the wrong bedroom. He's thrown off his game. He's thrown off his game. Because he was brought into our world prematurely by Mrs. Kruger. Yeah. Sonny's teacher who is married to (laughs) Freddy Kruger. Yeah. Uh, Tanner, what I'd love to do is leave and go. Um, I would like to thank you very much for bearing with me. You're welcome. I would like to thank my so-called babies for bearing with us. You're welcome. Um, If you read this book... I did. uh, As as many do uh, in uh, in anticipation of listening to the episode, um, (laughs) I would love to commiserate with you now in this moment. I share my commiseration with you. That's fucking sucked. It was a pretty brutal read. It sucked. And, and also, I'm sorry about shit. Orem. And I'm sorry I'm about I'm sorry Orem about what they did to us. I'm sorry about what she did to us. And yes. uh, we have a few more books left to figure out what we're going to do to Orem. How we're going to repay them for the fucking service that they've done to us. A holy, righteous yeah. war. Yes. That we will bring upon them. Yeah. Um, and they w- I think they're probably going to rue the day. They'll rue the day. Oh, they'll rue the, the day. Yes. They'll rue the day. Um, uh, uh, mark my words. Uh, what I would like to say is that this week we read a novel that was called California Diaries Number 12, Sunny Diary 3, Just Cry. And next week we're going to be reading a little novel called California Diaries Number 13, Maggie. Diary 3, life, camera, action. Sorry, did you say light, camera, action? Life. Whoa. (laughs) That is a pretty wild play on words. This one ends with death, and the next one starts with life. Oh, Maggie gets We're on the way back, people. No, I don't think so. I don't know. You're confusing me with your messages. Or Anne is. I don't know. Or Pete, or I don't know who writes it. Writes it. I, I, I think it might be Pete. I think it might be Pete. And and swooped in for the last two books to be like, let me handle this, boys. <laughs> I got us into this mess. I'll yeah. get us out of this mess. <laughs> I'm going to get us out of it. You've, you're dancing around the difficult issue too long. I'm going to come in and just slowly kill Sonny's mom. <laughs> and then you can get back to doing what you do, telling your jokes. Scholastic and Orm is like, and this manuscript is 30 pages too long. And she's like, that's okay. Yeah. 
That's okay. I took a little extra time to kill Sonny's mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Brutal. Next week, we're going to be reading a Maggie book, Life Camera Action. I am looking forward to it. In the meantime, I would like to tell you that you should and must subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. It's fun. And uh, we actually will have posted a video of the ad that you've probably heard and are probably tired of Yeah, on social media. Uh, so you should check that out uh, if you need a little bit more convincing. It's tons of fun. It's a little sister book every week. We discuss it. We have segments and we sing the descriptions. And uh, merch is still on hold for the time being in terms of shipping. You can still buy it. But you can still buy it. It's bit.ly slash BSCC merch. Please do rate and review our show on iTunes and join. You must join the Baby Nation Facebook group. Mm. It's where all the fun happens and everyone's very nice. Mm. Uh, just go to the Babysitter's Club Club Facebook page and check out the group Baby Nation that is linked there. If you are looking for friends and you're jealous of all these people who are having like fun Zoom parties through this crisis and you're not having yeah. fun Zoom parties, join the fucking Facebook group because yeah. they have fun Zoom parties. And maybe we'll join them. We didn't join the last one because we're old men. One day we will be in the Zoom parties. Check it out, Baby Nation on Facebook. I would like to tell you that my name has been this week, Jack Alexander Shepard. My name has been... Tanner Greenring. Sonny's mom is leaving this world now, and the way she goes, you would think that tears had just been invented. It's good. On. I turned my messages up, and this message was just what I want. Leaving their name and their number right away. Keeping it tight, cause they know just what to say. Patiently waiting for the beep, so I know who was trying to reach me at my home. Well, well, I'm not here, though you just called me on the phone. And I thought I'd be home sooner, but now I'm not so sure. You know I'll call you in the future, and I don't need Star 69. Or 411 with you. And I know you'll be relieved if you say just what you mean. You'll say, hey, I can leave, I can leave a little message on this machine. Cause I missed you. Yeah, I missed you. You know what to do. That was a HeadGum Podcast.